The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 52. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous, but this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. All right, today we are discussing the 10th episode of Season 3, Forever in a Day. While liberating the Abaddonian prisoners, Daniel Jackson is confronted by Amunet, who is in control of Share. He attempts to communicate with Shari, but she is attacked, but she attacks him with a Karakesh. Teal'c intervenes, but is forced to kill Amunat slash Shari to save Daniel's life. After Daniel recovers and finds out that Teal'c killed Shari, he resigns from the SGC and refuses to forgive Teal'c. Daniel begins having dreams of Shari, who tells him he must find the boy. As these dream- and as these dreams get more progressively more frequent and confusing, Daniel is forced to confide in Teal'c who tells him that the offspring of two gold hosts is called a Arcissus, and, they, and that they have the complete genetic memory of the entire gold race. After rejoining SG-1 and returning to the planet where Shari died, she visits him in a dream and tells him that the Arcissus child of Amuna and Apophis has been taken to the planet Keb to protect him from the system lords, and that Daniel must find him and protect him. Yep. This is the, the Sad Boy <laughs> Daniel episode. Yep, that dang yeah. boy, uh, sad boy Daniel, tell you what. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father Corey? You know, it's it's one of those episodes that it exists basically to advance the plot, and that's really about it, the overarching plot. Mm-hmm. And that's really about it, you know. I I mean, part of me understands Daniel's reaction, and part of me is like, dude, you knew this was going to come eventually anyways, right? I mean, you could hope all you want that you'd save her, but you knew this was coming someday. Yeah. So it's just one of those episodes that's just kind of like, yes, I know it's, it's important for the, for the, the, the storyline, the overarching storyline, but still kind of a meh episode. Yeah. It was very much this, just there to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lisa? Um, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I guess they did try to think of a really interesting way to tell this story. So the way that we don't see Shari die in the beginning. Um, it kind of jumps from, you know, Teal'c having the staff weapon and then Daniel in the infirmary. And then you get all these weird dream flashbacks and stuff. So I thought they were trying to make it interesting. And it probably was. It's not an episode that I go back and watch. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, it, like you said, it, it frees him up and gives him a new purpose on the show, which I think was kind of necessary after three years of, I'm trying to find my wife, so, which I mean, you know, mm-hmm. very admirable, but it, it gives him a kind of a, a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What about you, Victor? Um, 
Yeah, not one of my favorite episodes, but I do like the twist at the end where it turns out that the entire episode has happened in the span of a couple of seconds. And it's just mm-hmm. been beamed into his brain through the through the ribbon device, kind of like the whole episode. Um, although I think it, they they could have made it land with a little bit more impact. It, the episode doesn't have quite the emotional impact it could. It's not very um, artfully executed. And I don't know. I can't put my finger on exactly like what would have made it better but they could have kind of set up that twist at the end a little bit more like you know they left some breadcrumbs or something for you to uh find on on the way there but yeah Yeah, because i i did not realize that's what the twist was and that's something i was going to bring up like at the end i was confused because he's there and her body's there but i thought they'd buried her body so at first i thought it was like him like visualizing that but you see them all standing there with her so that makes a lot more sense Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And so it's it, the ribbon device has basically linked her mind to his mind and everything that's happened, which explains why Kasuf can can see her, why everybody is, you know, kind of directing him to forgive Teal and, and stuff. And um, and uh, unfortunately for Daniel, he has to to sit through that funeral again. Yeah, you know, there's a re- repetition there because he had to in the gamekeeper, he had to watch his parents get killed over and over and so in this one, he has to watch his wife basically die and grieve her over and over. Yeah. Someone likes to torture Yeah. Her. My, my advice for women is don't be on Stargate SG-1 because <laughs> most of the female characters die. You, well, you want to be Sam. Sam is, the only one, is, is really Sam. the only one who doesn't. She's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the only one with protection. Yeah. Yeah, because I did uh, I did find it almost unintentionally funny at the end there where I know we're skipping right to the end. But when he, he goes into the tent and there's just like that little like gray spot on the floor. Yeah, just it made me think of a spinal tap when the drum yeah. explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's just, yeah, but. Yeah. And so that's that kind of makes the uh, the title make sense, you know, forever in a day, which is um, a takeoff on the phrase forever and a day, which just means eternity. So this was like forever, like, you know, was compressed. A large scale of time was compressed into a small scale of time. Although I hear that in some German program guides that the name of the episode that they gave it was Share is tot, which means Share is dead, which I think is a very oh. German episode title. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like scrolls out there from the beginning, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no poetry. No, just like, nope, she's dead. Yeah. That part of the storyline's oh. over. Next. Okay, then. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I do like uh, that opening battle that we get. You jump oh, right yeah. That. That, was, that was cool to see. Like you know, that. of course, it's, it's Daniel's fault because, you know, he had to go rushing after Share instead of, you know, like escaping like everybody else mm-hmm. did. Yeah. But I started this yeah. episode and then I thought, did we start in the middle of an episode? Like what happened? Cause I, you know, I turned it on and I turned away from it and I look back and we're in the middle of this battle scene, you know? And I'm like, did I miss mm-hmm. the setup? What are we doing? Then I'm like, no, no, we're still at the beginning. I'm like, I thought we were, I'd completely forgotten how this episode started. And, uh, it did take me for a few minutes to figure out what was going on, which, you know, that's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was uh, the opening yeah. kind of reminded me of one of those uh, tower defense games. You know, you, you play them on your phone or whatever. You know, first wave, five enemies, second wave, <laughs> 20 enemies, third wave, half the army. You know, <laughs> yeah, they they really did like spend their entire beefy extra budget on this episode. Like when you see like the Jaffa horde of two or three dozen, you know, beefy Jaffa come over the, the ridge and, and down the uh, down the hill. Um, there were, but there was a lot that I did like in that intro. And I think it was Peter DeLuise kind of apologizing in advance for the rest of the episode, not having a ton of action in it. And so it's like, you know, front load, but Stargate will do this. They'll front load like the boring episodes with a lot of action um, just to, you know, keep you around after the, after the credits and stuff. But there was a lot of really cool things there. Like the, and it was like a 50 caliber, or a 20 millimeter, like machine gun on the front of a mouth or something. Yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah, that was cool to see. Yeah, I, I want one of those. I mean, yeah. no ATF. I, I don't need the gun. Yeah. Yes, I do, but I want one of those because it was cool. Park yeah. it out in front of your church. <laughs> yeah, just park it out on the the church lawn. Yeah, you know. What was funny is this is this is almost a, a bottle episode. You know, for those who don't know, bottle episode are episodes that are done on existing sets because they're cheap, and this is almost one because you do have the off. You do have daniel jackson's uh apartment and you do have the 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 planet where they have the battle but otherwise everything is in in a sgc yeah yeah or or a tent yeah this episode is intense there i did my dad joke for the episode you're waiting for it you're waiting for it nice yeah speaking of daniel's apartment it was a very very cluttered yeah it didn't look like the kind of apartment a bachelor would have i feel like yeah, we saw it the first time you died too, in, in yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah, but and it's in a very noisy neighborhood because he keeps being woken up by cars honking or cars <laughs> driving by. Like two scenes in a row, he just like you know car drive by. He wakes up and yeah. and she's well, gone. Like downtown Colorado Springs, which you know is like you know the super mecca of busyness. <laughs> Not at when, all. Uh, when they first showed yeah. it with all the stuff, like you get that. You get that mm-hmm. um, shot, and there's just stuff. And my 15 year old was with me, and she goes, "Oh, I like that." <laughs> <laughs> what? And like, yeah, it looks like your room. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, the cu- the cup of skulls, like yeah, the she, cup with all the skulls on. She has like that dark cool. academia look. So she was she was sitting there going, "Well, not the blue. I don't like the blue on the walls, but all this stuff." She's like, "I just want to explore it." I think yeah. they I mean, that, that looks like a Daniel Jackson. What do you think Daniel yeah. Jackson would have for his apartment? It's just stuff just kind of gets set on a table. And I know nothing about that, as you can see behind me here. You know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, stuff just gets left where it's yeah. sat, you know. And so, yeah, absolutely being cluttered is a Daniel Jackson mm-hmm. thing. And they, But they didn't give us any, like the last time they were packing up the apartment, they gave us all these little kind of tidbits as to what he had, right? The ancient Egypt yeah. theme and but this time they didn't really get, you had to stop and pause and really look at it. They didn't give us any cool upload, except for his comforter. It, yep. I mean, okay, that was a pure 90s comforter. I looked at my husband well, yeah, and I is. said, I think you had that. <laughs> in <Yeah. college. laughs> you have to remember, though, that everything in this episode is being created in Daniel's subconscious. So That's maybe, right. maybe the, the comforter is significant to him. You know, and that's why it was, or, that was like, yeah. Or it looked like every comforter you saw at every yes. hotel, decent hotel yeah. you went to in yeah. the 90s. All that maroon. 
yeah, burgundy was a big yep. look. Burgundy and jewel tones. Burgundy and hunter green. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> My, the fact that everything is created out of Daniel's subconsciousness also, I think, explains some of the Dan, Sam shipping moments in this, where Sam brings him cookies, brings him walnut cookies, and and is sad for him and stuff. And And I don't know if that was just because in Daniel's mind, you know, she is like that supportive friend role or, you know, there was there was a lot that like once you get to the end and you kind of look back over it, you're like, OK, so, you know, Jack dead named Caitlyn Jenner. But was it really Daniel dead naming Caitlyn Jenner, Jen, Jenner in Jack's voice, you know? <laughs> OK. <laughs> Yeah, that's that is true. I was going to yeah. say, Victor, I'm watching this and I'm like, dag nabbit, Victor is ruining Stargate for me. Because all I could think of during those scenes was Victor's fate, Daniel Sam's ship. And it's just like ruining it for me. But I'm like, aha. <laughs> that was, was a pretty like intimate hug, though. Yeah, and she was like all teary, and I mean, she yeah. was really upset. Well, she sat like on the edge of the yeah. bed there, next to him on the bed, and never saw that before. <laughs> and all that stuff. Never yeah. saw it. Now I'm seeing it. He also was able to, <laughs> I guess, release some of his, uh, I guess, pent up uh, annoyance at uh, Jack for all his uh, ribbing of him. Yeah, he's like, no, I won't miss you. Yeah. But that was a great <laughs> scene, and that it's like whenever Stargate wants to really. Um, say goodbye to somebody or they highlight it's like the Jack and Daniel relationship. It's like a throwback mm-hmm. all the way to pilot, you know, with the two of them. And yeah. I just, I really yeah. liked, I really did like that scene. That was a good moment. in the- mm-hmm. It was also fun to see uh, Dr. Rothman, who's a, yes, who is a Daniel's uh, understudy. <laughs> He's a decathlete. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and the weird thing is, I mean, because this is Daniel's subconscious, but he does join the SGC for a few more episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the last time we see him. So yeah, yeah. Which which brings up the does he join because Daniel says, "Hey, he would be a good addition to the team," and I dreamed that he should be, or does he team? Does he join separately from that? Or was he already? Yeah, or had he? And yeah, just hadn't come on board yet. I would assume you'd have to be in the pipeline for that to have him be in there that quickly. But again, this is all based on Daniel's dream logic. So I guess anything <laughs> goes really. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, having been through a lot, not obviously the Stargate, but having been through top secret projects. Yeah. They don't just, you know, like say, Oh, tomorrow you can show up and start work. You yeah. know, takes a little time to do uh, background checks and stuff. I was going to say, even to be like, Hey, there's this thing called the Stargate. You're yeah. going to come and you're going to go through it. I mean, you know, it wouldn't happen that fast. No. Exactly. The Chapa Ai is a <laughs> Kasuf. We get a lot of really good, like, Kasuf in this in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, things just like yeah. Chapa Ai just sounds more credible whenever he says it. <laughs> now, did he seem more, more expressive than normal? I mean, he, he's a fairly expressive character, but did he, see, he seemed more expressive in this one than normal yeah partly i mean anything in this episode you can explain because it's daniel's and share shared you know yep. shared understanding of him so maybe this maybe that's like share sees him more as like you know the dad or something and you know he doesn't bust out with yeah. any specific dad jokes but but um you know so yeah no he he does which is which is good um 
and uh, we we get the cool pseudo Egyptian funeral there with the with the heart um, being you know lighter than a feather or as light as a feather, I guess. Yeah, weighing against the feather of truth and all that. Yeah, that was cool to see. Um, I did also like uh, seeing Kusuf in his uh, his street clothes when he goes to Daniel's apartment. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he's in like the green jumper, basically. Yeah. Yeah, for a second, when you first see him on screen, because it's from the side, it looks like it's um, Jacob Carter. You know, mm-hmm. sitting there on the couch. Yeah. I guess the same hairline. <laughs> he's in uh, The Chosen now. He plays yeah. one of the Pharisees. Yep. Well, Eric, Eric Avari is such a great actor. Yeah, he's really He good. really is. He, you know, he shows up all over the place, but he's such a great actor. He's always a joy. So are we going to... Are we going to see any more of him now that he's, I guess, on Earth? But they send him back to Abydos, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, think we see him right. on Earth, but we do see him again. Okay. Yep. Now, that, awesome. now that we're on the hunt for the Harcesis. Yep. yep. Yeah, so we get that that set up. The, uh, the child of Apophis and Amunet, who has all the genetic memory of all the ghouls. And they really don't, don't explain why, but, you know, I'll go with it. Why? I don't know DNA. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's the because the it's the host child. Yep. Yeah. And it's a, he's a human yep. child with all the genetic memory, so that that makes it strange. That's why they said it. They said Eddie Murphy off to find him in Tibet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lots of similarities there. <laughs> That's an '80s movie I do like. I like that movie. Um, we tried to show that yeah. to the kids. It didn't like. like no, it, like, no, it doesn't. Really. <laughs> it didn't grasp. Can I have the knife? I want the knife. But yeah, <laughs> there's no ground. Back, back to eighties movies. <laughs> yeah, eighties movies. Yeah. But oh, we, oh, we what, what I did. Movie the other night. Sorry, we watched uh, Real Genius. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh there. Yeah. You. <laughs> what the, yeah, I don't know if we ever got any William Atherton in Stargate. I don't think we did. Which one was that? I'll have to check and see. He, he plays the, I don't know if he, was he in, he had to be in Real Genius too. He always plays like the jerk, like oh, military well, officer and stuff. Yeah. I think he is. Yeah. I, I will look, but I think he is. I think he's in Atlantis. Yeah, he, he is. He's, yeah, he's, uh, collateral <gasps> damage is the episode. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> Season nine. So it's not like till season nine. Okay. It was a full circle moment. Nice. nice. Yep. Still a Stargate reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it looks like uh, Dr. Rothman shows up two more times. Yep. Yeah. And and no more after that. Yeah. Because he becomes gold. Yep. (laughs) Yep. One one thing I really did like. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I would say Shari's. Um, accent kind of faltered there the first time we see her when she shows up in the infirmary. First of all, she calls him just regular Daniel. Mm-hmm. And then it's mm-hmm. like she lost, it's like she was a, a human earth person and not with the accent yeah. and everything. And that every other time after that, she has her accent back. So I don't know if that was on purpose to add to the confusion of what we were perceiving or if that was a slip by the actress. I think well, good thing about episodes like this, you can say either or. Yeah. If it was a slip, you could just say, well, that was in per- that was on purpose. We kept it on purpose instead of reshooting the yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah, I think that was to like kind of indicate that, you know, this may be a fantasy version for for Daniel of of Share, you know, um, 
but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was there was also a point where Tilk doesn't call him Daniel Jackson, but just Daniel. Yeah, he always oh. calls him Daniel Jackson. But there's one point where he didn't, and again, that's you know, was that a, a slip in writing, or was that on purpose mm-hmm. to say no? There's something strange here, and Daniel should have caught that if he wasn't grieving. You know, he would have mm-hmm. caught that. That wait a second, this isn't normal. Yeah. It was written by Jonathan Glasner, so I have to assume that, you know, it was intentional for the most part. Yep. Um, but what I did really like is, you know, so the main message that that uh, Share is trying to communicate to Daniel is, you know, you have to find the boy, save the cheerleader, save the world um, <laughs> type thing. <laughs> but but more than that, like the other the main thing, you know, as she's just been blasted by Teal, the other main message of that's even, I think, critically more important is for Daniel to forgive Teal. Um, which is the very first thing he does once he comes back into, you know, into real time and, and you know, realizes that she's really dead. That's the very first thing he does um, is tell tells Teal'c that he had no choice, which isn't exactly the same thing, but close enough. So I, I did like that. That's the core message, you know, without that forgiveness, without that relationship, you know, pragmatically, there's no way they're going to find the Harcesis. But I did like that, you know, to Share, even as she's just been killed by teal like the one thing or the the second thing she wants to put in daniel's mind is to forgive the the guy who killed her Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i know they they dropped a couple things like uh maybe if they'd had a sarcophagus they could go to the tokra and save her and all that and it's it's interesting that we don't really see anything any of that pan out although i I mean, I feel like Tilt could have just kind of decked her with the staff weapon rather than blasting her, and maybe they could have taken her, but who knows? She's I don't know. Old, so she's more powerful. And it was it was more, I'm sure it was reaction of, nope, got to kill her now before. He kills Daniel. Because it's too late. You know, well, you know, he said that at one point he mentioned, whether it was part of the dream or not, that, you know, he would have just had seconds, had seconds left before he would have been dead. Yeah. Right. You know, and so... We can we can imagine that's exactly what Tilk's reaction was. Oh no, I got to kill him now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you saw that he he or waited. Her now. He looked. He you know, and then he did it. Mm-hmm. So he really it showed that he wasn't just trigger happy. He actually considered what he was doing. Right. He knew the impact right. this would have on Daniel. Daniel would live, but his wife would die. And it was likely because he shot Share that you know Amanet gave up you know control of Share long enough for Share to get the message. Um, to Daniel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel bad for uh, for Daniel though. He's had a rough couple of years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to say you ain't seen nothing yet, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Daniel's the guy that it just love <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doesn't, doesn't seem to be his friend. <laughs> nice. I do think it's uh, interesting that he and the actress who played Share they actually had a kid together in real life, like around this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, right, so. That's why she was she appeared pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I think this was probably the most we've ever heard her speak. Actually, I was thinking mm-hmm. about. How I think much so. She yeah. To say in this yeah. episode, and every other time we've ever seen Share or Eminette, it's just been, you know, very short, like something to Daniel or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, she never really had conversation. And so it was, it was interesting to finally to get her, to see her, you know, act mm-hmm. with words, you know, and yeah. Yeah. 
have an actual character. Yeah. <laughs> if this had been a modern show, like for the previous six episodes leading up to this, he would have been having flashbacks of like Sharae or something like, you know, their life together on Abydos or something. To, and lots of like, yeah, we really got to find her guys. Like, it's so critical. And just like these, these flashbacks of how great things were. And then like, you know, Sharae is thought, you know. <laughs> This would have been like a three-parter where they draw it out. And yeah, they hadn't even yeah. slow motion her zapping him, and there'd be a lot more crying. And and Teal like no Teal gets in a fight with with Daniel. Daniel's just like punching Teal. Like you didn't have to kill her. You didn't have to kill her, and just like punches Teal. And Teal's like, I will not hit you, Daniel Jackson. And Daniel's like, No, you hit me. You would kill me like you killed Sharae. Do it. And then Teal's like, No, I will not, Daniel Jackson. And Something like that. And that would have been like half of one now, episode. Now I, yeah. I, I want an animator to make to, to <laughs> yeah. what Victor did. Yeah. I want to see that. Because yeah, he's actually like slinging. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you think about it, they hadn't even mentioned Shari or Abydos. Yeah. When was last time? And so for this episode to mm-hmm. open with them on Abydos, I think that was, I don't know, maybe part of the, you just felt disconnected. And that's how. The episode kept moving that you weren't right. sure. Um, what was that movie? Inception, like a dream within a dream within a dream. Like, yep. you know, it's yeah. just you, you yeah. constantly weren't sure what was really going on. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to assume that was intentional. Yeah. yeah, I think that was. And like you said earlier, Victor, I don't think it was communicated in the most clear way that it was actually like all a dream at the end. Because like I said, I... I missed that completely, and I was very confused as to why her body was there at the end. Yeah, you needed Haley Joel Osment to show up and say, like, I see dead people. They don't know they're dead. Hint, hint, hint. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they did try to show that where they rewound it back just a little bit to when he started getting zapped. Yeah. And and you see Tilt come in and, you know, because at the opening you see him, you know, he activates the staff weapon and then it goes to credit, opening credits. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the end you see him open the staff weapon and then fire. So, uh, they, they tried to show that everything that just happened was, was a dream. And this is really the reality of what happened. Yeah. And, and the cheesy, horrible effect of when, when Shara gets like pulled away from Daniel and like, and you get that like weird, like, like warping, like nineties warping screen effect didn't help either. Cause <laughs> You know, <laughs> there were better ways of doing it. Like, I don't know. Like, just, I don't know. It was know. the thing back then. Yeah, it was, but. The Whirlpool effect was really cool. You know, I mean, that was top of the line technology. Yeah. Every Windows wallpaper could do it. <laughs> oh, yeah the, yeah. the little pinch distort effect or whatever it was called. Yeah. <laughs> In Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Does Tilk have a monstrous in his room? Well, like, it looked like yeah, it did, but it looked like a Pier One monstrous or something. Like on <laughs> on, on like, it didn't look like a like a real one. It looked kind of like one like one they'd sell at Pier One. Um, that's funny. Well, that's that is the place to get your monster. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like your I like your additions to this uh, plot, Victor. It does make it more interesting. Yeah, and I and and now we're off to to Keb, right? I mean, oh, right. is yep, yep. And is Keb the one like where the is Keb the one where like the like the Buddhist monk 
lives that he talks. Okay, so that's that's coming up still. Cool. Yeah, I like that episode. Um, oh, when does that? And we get it's not very. We don't get to see much of it, but we get to see Doctor Frazier in her military dress uniform. We did. Yep. Yeah, just just for a brief moment. Yeah, at the at the funeral. Yeah. I do also so like now, uh, the the well near the end of Daniel's vision when they go to that planet, they have everything uh, like chroma keyed to like magenta. Oh, yeah. All the yeah, all the per- plants are purple or magenta yeah. or color you want to call it. I yeah, like that. that was really that was really interesting. If you're gonna have just a momentary planet, you know, where you don't get to see for more than a minute and a half, that was really kind of cool. Rather than it just looking yeah, like Vancouver, something different. <laughs> but then the poppies make them yeah. all sleepy. Yeah. And the good witch has to make it snow. Keeping on the this was a very Wizard of Oz like, and you were there, and you were there episode. Yeah. Okay, I'd like to see Keb in season three, episode twenty. Which okay, is so it's not that far off then. Yeah. Nice. So ten episodes from now. Yeah. We got a whole lot of cool episodes between now. But yeah. Good. Very cool. And next time we see Abydos, I, I think it's the real Abydos that's that's sunny and not the rainy season Abydos with the gray skies and the. See, this wasn't Abydos. This was another planet. Yeah, the planet at the beginning was an Abydos. No, but where where they buried her was presumably on Abydos, right? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, that yeah, was supposed to be Abydos. Yeah, yeah, and it was just kind of gray. <laughs> it was but... a sandpit near uh, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. They yep, exactly. Skies. They just happened to get a gray day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. No, I don't know. I was oh, saying, ahead, I do Jesus. like that they give Daniel a little shift in his purpose. You know, because for so long mm-hmm. he's he's mm, he talks about his wife when it was convenient. I'll say sounds really terrible, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it can only go on for so long. We had to, we had to have a resolution to Share. So I mean, I hate that mm-hmm. she was killed, but we have a resolution, and now he can work towards something else. And for now, it is. Arcesis, so and and maybe he'll find love again, not with Sam. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He never really seemed to have a sense of urgency about finding <laughs> her, which I always thought was kind of funny. But like, it'd be mentioned every once in a while. But I feel like, well, in reality, he'd want to be going through the gate constantly and not coming back until he's I- found her. Well, and he even said in this episode, as part of his dreams, like, every time to walk through the gate, I knew she was out there somewhere. And the Moody Blues, I know you're out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, 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 I it just I felt like it needed it needed to be done. You yeah. know, because we weren't we weren't really focusing on it. It wasn't his main. It's kind of like um, same with Scara. Right. You know, we don't mm-hmm. we don't hear mm-hmm. Jack talk about him much or and that we're going to deal with it. In just a little bit so that's going to get a resolution also jack's too busy making like lame deja vu jokes <laughs> which again that's that's daniel's mental version of jack so maybe that explains it but you know where they walk in and, yeah. and somebody says oh deja vu deja vu deja vu yep <laughs> he doesn't like you because you're what, way smarter than him or what was that yeah you're threatened by his, uh, <laughs> he's threatened by your intelligence. Although I did like, I did like Rothman's salute after he's uh, dismissed from the team by, by, uh, by Jack. And he realizes it's because Daniel's back and he gives this little happy, like wave salute. And then 
Yeah, I, I like that. Kind of a see ya. Yeah. yeah. Just, glad to be out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jason, uh, Jason Shambing has been in everything going all the way back to Nightman, which uh, is, is kind of my uh, like Rosetta Stone or reference point for Stargate actors, because it's kind of where they all first appeared was in this, you know. Uh, is that was that was like one of the first shows that filmed in uh, Vancouver. Is it, that why? I, th- I think so. Yeah, it was the one about the uh, <laughs> the superhero who plays like smooth jazz on a saxophone and, and, while he flies around and, and solves crimes at night. For that one, <laughs> I've not seen that, but it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's got a good pedigree. Like people who who wrote and like worked on that, like did Star Trek shows, Andromeda, Stargate supernatural so it's kind of where it's like a nexus point in the you know it's a fixed point in time i think is in the doctor who parlance (laughs) but yeah i'm looking at his uh profile and he is definitely a vancouver worker and he does have my little pony didn't we just talk about (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's been in a whole lot of hallmark stuff that i've seen and uh he was on arrow there's a a whole lot of uh vancouver going on here yeah he's a well, he's an actor who works yes, as they say works yep. a lot. well well you know victor you said he was at a fixed point in time in dark two parlance he was born in 1963 oh wow uh, 23rd instead of november 23rd but still you know coincidence i think not <laughs> he could be a time lord <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> nice <laughs> awesome uh did y'all have any other thoughts on this episode well, it was it was a part of the vision, but uh, apparently Jack can also lock pick. Sort of, he ends up basically destroying the lock, but he can pick it. Sounds like he smashed it, but yeah, or kicked the door Probably. in or something. Yeah. The only difference between lock picking and smashing is you can reuse the lock after lock picking. <laughs> yeah, but it that's sounds it. like Daniel didn't know. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have been too yeah, bad. I guess if the door was off the frame or something, and like, yeah, it would. <laughs> Uh, I had one question. So Peter DeLuise, where was his cameo? Did anyone see him? No, I didn't. I didn't. He was the machine gun turret that uh, Jack was on. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was the, he was the actor inside of it, making it go like an R2D2. <laughs> He's not credited anywhere, but yeah, I know he always pops up. So I didn't, I didn't yeah. have to go watch it. Watch it again. Before. He was, now there were people he was wrapped were, in the linen in the funeral scene. <laughs> yeah. There were people in the uh, when they're in, in the the gate room where there you couldn't see up into the control room. Mm. Yeah, you could see in the control room, but it was out of focus. Maybe he was up there oh, somewhere. One of the mourners yeah. at the funeral. I, I didn't notice they had a funeral. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I didn't, usually you you get a, a moment of his face, but like, where's Waldo? Yeah. What one thing I I I noted to make the connection, but then I didn't actually like see if there was a connection is when they do go to the purple planet. And, um, you know, Jack says there's no big signs of human civilization here. So Daniel and Daniel's like, right, I'll go look for itsy bitsy artifacts. And that's when he like stops and like hightails it for the gate and goes back to the, um, you know, the the, the big firefight planet that they were on. Um, so I guess like was it something in the phrase itsy bitsy artifacts that triggered like there was something I missed that was like some small detail at that like tent site or, or maybe I'm just reading too much into it. I, I thought that like the phrase or, like itsy bitsy artifacts, which I just like saying may have triggered him somehow. Yeah. Or did he just say, you know what, this is Mike's, this is, yeah. I can get off planet and then go and 
go back instead of trying to, you know, yeah. do the do the dial up from SGC mm-hmm. and get caught. That's what I thought. It was always kind of his plan once they get off world. You know, it's his it's his chance to go somewhere else. It's easier than trying to figure out how oh, okay. on a computer. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Not not the it's bitsy yeah, artifacts. That, that hard cut of him just like leaping through the Stargate. <laughs> awesome. Uh anything else? No. Um, all right, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Tom H., Randy W., Mary K., Kathleen B., and Brian D. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And you can also join us on our uh, new Discord at uh, sqpn.com slash Discord, where we like to get together and have fun talking about all these shows. Um, to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back, be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, past and present. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And until next week, I'll miss all the salty, bad-tempered insults and illogical arguments. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you're the one making them. I know. That's why I'll, that's why I'll miss them. Like the sound of your own voice. Yes. <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>